Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about understanding the anointing. And so obviously, this is like an endless topic, um, but I'm just going to hit on a few things uh, when it comes to really understanding what is the anointing and and how it works. And, um, you know, obviously, I'm believing that as I talk about this, that God is going to confirm this in your life, that you're going to see a notable increase of of the anointing in your life as you hear God's word on it. And so, you know, starting off, so what is the anointing? The anointing is the the manifest presence or power of the Holy Spirit. It, it's, it's God's presence manifest. And obviously, God is everywhere. We know that, right? God is omnipresent. But the anointing is something that is tangible. It's the tangible power of God. It's it's really, it's the person of the Holy Ghost. And so, um, you know, in Acts, in the book of Acts, when Jesus, after he ascended, he told that, you know, he told the disciples that they were going to be clothed with power, clothed with power. And really, what does that mean? Clothed with the anointing. And so, Really, this is the same thing that Jesus walked in. Jesus Christ means the Jesus, the anointed one. Um, you know, Christ is not his last name. So Jesus, the anointed one. And so, so really the same anointing that was on Jesus, he passed to his church and understand that, um, this is what Jesus paid for on the cross. This is not like a side doctrine. This is not like a, just like a fringe thing. This is why Jesus died. This is why Jesus shed his blood so that you could be a carrier of the presence of Almighty God so that you could be one with God. And so really, you know, if you read the Old Testament, the only people that carried the anointing were priests, prophets, and kings. Those three classes of people. And um, even then, in the Old Testament, it would come upon, the, you know, a prophet, say, you know, the anointing would come upon a prophet to prophesy, but then it would lift. But we as New Covenant believers, it talks about this in First John, that we have an anointing that abides permanently. So really the anointing is for every single believer and it abides permanently. It's not something that comes and goes. You are anointed. when If you are born again, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are anointed. You have an anointing from the Holy One, like it says in 1 John chapter 2. And so really another word for anointing is, is unction. So, so when the anointing, when Jesus pours out the Holy Spirit on you, you and you are anointed, right? There's an unction that comes on you. It's a divine enablement so that you can do what what you used to not be able to do. And obviously the perfect example of this is Peter in Acts chapter two. Peter, Peter couldn't even he denied Jesus to a little girl at a campfire, but when he was anointed, he began to, to he rose up and he preached and he had 3,000 saved, right? So the anointing empowered him to do what he could not do before, right? So, and so understand that the anointing is God's gift to you. That's why Jesus told, he told his disciples, he told his followers, don't do anything until you receive the promise of the father. Because that's why Jesus said, it's better if I go because his disciples, they wanted him to stay, right? 
they want him to stay. Of course, it seems like why, how could it get any better than this? Jesus is here in the flesh, but Jesus said, it's actually to your advantage that I leave because when Jesus left, then he gave his anointing to his church. He passed his mantle to the body of Christ. And so really, you know, he is the head and we are the body. The same anointing that's on the head is flowing in the body. So, so understand that. So this anointing and no matter what you're called to do, because a lot of people, you know, you may think of like, okay, well, this is for people called into the ministry. The anointing is for every single believer to empower you in whatever you're called to do. You, you, the, the anointing will help you to be a better parent. The anointing will help you to be a better spouse, a better friend, um, a, a better daughter, a better son. It will help you to be a better employee. It will help you to be a better business owner, a better entrepreneur, a better anything, a better athlete. Literally, the anointing can empower you in every single area of your life. That's why the Bible says, it says in Philippians 4.13, many people know that scripture, right? It says, I can do all things through Christ. And what is Christ? Christ is the anointing. Christ is the anointing. Obviously, Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you. He is the anointed one. His anointing is flowing in you and flowing through you. So because you are anointed, you can boldly say, I can do all things. I am, I am empowered by the presence of God on my life to do supernatural things. What's hard for other people will be easy for you. Why? Because there is something on your life. Let me tell you. When the, when you are a carrier of the presence of God, there's something different about you. There's something tangible that is on your life that makes things different for you than it is for other people. And that's why it's so important to be a carrier of the anointing. And obviously, you know, every believer it has an anointing, but not every believer is walking in the same level of the anointing, not because they don't have access to it, but because they haven't tapped in to the anointing that's on the inside of them, right? Some Christians, their flesh is much stronger. They're walking more by the flesh and other Christians are walking more by the spirit. So the more yielded you are to the spirit, the greater dimension of power that's going to be able to flow out of your spirit and, and be upon you. And so, so really, okay. So the first thing I want to touch on with this, that was the intro, but the first thing I want to, I want you to understand about the anointing is that it is tangible. The anointing is tangible. So like I said, in Acts one, it says that you will be clothed with power. So in the old Testament, um, a type of the anointing was a mantle or a cloak. So it was a physical robe. And so that's a type of the anointing. So, you know, and obviously, you know, people say like, you can't go by feelings. And that is true. I actually do totally agree with that. You can't go by feelings and you can't live by your emotions. But having said that, okay, having said that, the anointing is tangible and you can feel it come upon your body. You can feel it when, when you walk into a room, when the anointing is present, you can feel it. There's something different in the atmosphere. When someone's words are anointed, you feel it. When those words hit your spirit, you feel it. You feel something. And, and that's why some people you hear talk, you know, two people can say the same scripture. 
one doesn't have the anointing and it's just like, okay, you just said a scripture. And another person can say the same scripture, but with a powerful anointing and that scripture can literally set a person free. That's the mark of the anointing. The anointing is in Isaiah. It says that the anointing is what destroys the yoke of bondage. So the proof that someone's words are anointed is that they're going to be destroying bondage off of people's lives. So if there's nobody getting delivered, if there's nobody being set free, then there, there is a absence of the anointing to destroy yokes and bondages, which is why it's so important. Obviously, you know, I'm talking about the ministry right now, but this can go with any any area of your life. But it's so important to sit under ministers that carry a strong anointing. So I want to read you this scripture because, you know, and, you know, I'm not saying that you always go by feelings or you're always led by feelings and emotions, but I want you to understand that Like Dr. Rodney Howard Brown says, if you stick your hand in an electrical socket, you're going to feel something and you're going to react and there's going to be some kinds of emotions there, right? Because there is power in that electrical socket. (laughs) So (laughs) when uh, when you encounter the anointing, there will be a reaction from you. I'm just telling you like it is. Um, So... I want to read you the scripture. First Corinthians chapter two, Paul is saying that um, he's talking about the way that he, he, he preached to them. And he says, uh, my language, this is verse four, my language and my message were not set forth in enticing words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy spirit and power. Um, a proof by the spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. Okay. So, well, let me just read the next verse. Verse five says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So Paul literally says here, I want to break this down for you, that when he was preaching, he said that the power of God was operating on him. He's saying that when he began to preach, there was something that came on him. It was a power that was on him, right? And then it says it was operating on me and and so the power was on Paul and it was stirring in the minds of the hearers holy emotions. So the power of God was not only on Paul but it was flowing through him. In the into the people that were listening to him, creating holy emotions. I imagine many of them were maybe crying, maybe laughing, maybe just beside themselves, you know, in awe. Whatever, you know, whatever that looked like, we don't know. But it says that that it stirred in them such holy emotions that they were totally persuaded that what Paul said was true. Why? Because there was a power that came behind what he was saying. He said, it wasn't just that I came to you with eloquent words, but I came to you in the power. I came to you in the anointing. And as the anointing flowed through me, right, it it created holy emotions in them. They felt, they felt the power of God as Paul began to preach. And because they could feel the power and presence of God, they were persuaded and their faith was not in Paul, but their faith was in the power of God. 
so and that's what's so huge you and this is so important your faith cannot rest in some cutesy message that you heard some motivational speaker say your faith has to rest in man when that person talked i had a revelation of who christ was and i felt the power of god surge through me so understand that you get to a point and I'm not saying it's always like this. And it takes it takes time to cultivate and get to a point where you're sensitive to the anointing. That when there there is there is the word of God is being ministered, that you can sense the power of God, the power that's on God's word. Because really, the word of God is a vehicle that transmits the anointing. Like I said, the anointing is tangible and it is transferable. So one way that it is transferred is through words, which is what I just read to you here in 1 Corinthians 2. So when Paul was preaching the word of God, there was a there was a transfer of the anointing from Paul into the hearers and it created holy emotions. They felt the power of God. And so so it's transferable through words. It's also transferable through the laying on of hands. This is why it this is why it's very important. The laying on of hands is so important. And I once heard a um a great man of God say this quote. Let's see if I can not mess it up. I might mess it up. But he said something like the quality of your life will be largely determined by the quality of hands that are laid upon you. Say law. Okay, so that's powerful. So that means that it matters who lays hands on you because when a part, when a man or a woman of God lays hands on you, there is something that is being transferred to you. Something tangible is being transferred from their spirit into your spirit. So that's why it's very important that you don't just let anybody lay hands on you <laughs> because, you know, Something is being transferred. As, as Holy Ghost Christians, we believe that there is power in the laying on of hands. It's not just something we do as a religious whatever. Like, okay, I'm going to just put my hand on your shoulder and just peace, Lord. No, when you put your hand on somebody, you better believe that there's something in me that's being transferred to that person. And that's why you can read about it in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Uh, Peter looked at the crippled man and he said, what I have, I give to you. So Peter understood, I have something. Now I'm going to transfer it to you. And he grabbed his hand and, and, picked, and pulled him up. And the man was instantly healed. What happened? Peter transferred the thing that he received in Acts chapter two, the power of God. He transferred it to this man with his words and with he grabbed his hand right? By the touching, by the laying on of hands. And you'll see all throughout Jesus's ministry. Just go read the gospels. I don't have time to go through it all. Everywhere, Jesus touched them and they were healed. It doesn't say Jesus prayed. It says Jesus touched them. And with one touch, he healed them all. So there is something about the laying on of hands that transfers this, this power of God, this anointing. It's the presence of God. So, and this is, this is the last way that, uh, another way. I mean, there's probably more than this, uh, that it can be transferred, which is something probably less common, but powerful. In Acts 19, it talks about when Paul was uh, ministering that they brought handkerchiefs or towels um, 
uh, that had been on him. They brought them to the sick and uh, they were healed. And so I want to read this. So Acts 19. Acts 19. This is like such a powerful chapter. Acts 19. It says that Paul um, was taught was uh holding daily meetings in the lecture hall of Tyrannus from 10 o'clock until three o'clock every day for this continued for two years. That's verse nine and 10. So every day for two years, Paul was preaching for five hours a day. Let that sink in. Paul was preaching every single day for, for two years, for five hours, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So I want you to think about what I read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So as he's preaching, right, there is some, there's a power that's operating on him, right? So as he's preaching for these five hours every day, there's something coming out of him. There's something emanating from him. It's the power, it's the presence and power of God that's emanating literally from his body as he's preaching. Okay, because like I said in 1 Corinthians 2, when he's preaching, there's a power operating on him on his person. So understand that there's so, for these 5 hours there's something coming out of him. He's probably sweating a lot, okay? So he's got towels on him. He's wearing uh he's got handkerchiefs. He's wiping his sweat probably. So there's stuff coming out of him. Okay, that's what I want you to get here. So then the next verse it says God did, verse 11, God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that handkerchiefs or towels or aprons that had been on his skin were carried away and put upon the sick and their diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them. So things that had been on Paul's body while he was preaching that were literally being saturated with the substance of the anointing, the power of God, they were taking his articles of clothing, aprons, towels, uh, handkerchiefs, probably stuff he had sweated on, whatever, that was just on him while he was preaching. They were taking that to where the sick were, to where the demon possessed were, and they would put the towel on the sick and they would be instantly healed or, or demons would come out. Evil spirits would come out. So, you know, and, and why am I reading this? To, to show you that there's something tangible about the anointing and that it's important to position not only I mean as a believer you're a carrier of the anointing but you can position yourself to receive from men and women of God that carry a stronger anointing than you do right and 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 really understand that you and when you receive it you you're a carrier of it you can't give something that you haven't received so because you've received the anointing you can now be confident that when you lay your hands upon someone you better believe that there's something being transferred from you to them and you don't always feel it. And I want to make that clear. Even though a lot of times you do feel it, you may not always feel it, but understand that there's something that is being transferred when you lay hands on people, when you share the gospel with people, even like And obviously, a lot of things that I'm saying right now kind of seems like ministry related. But even in your in your job, 
Like your words can carry the substance of God's power. Maybe you're in sales. You can be anointed to sell that anytime you give a sales pitch, it's like there's a substance on it. There's something on it that just causes you to be successful. Maybe you're an athlete. The anointing can come upon your body and cause you to be stronger than anyone else on your team or anyone else in your division or whatever. The anointing will affect your body. Maybe you're an engineer like myself. The anointing can come upon your mind and make you wiser and smarter than your coworkers. Yeah, the Holy Spirit can anoint your mind so that the power of God is flowing through your mind that when other people don't know what to do, you will know what to do. People will call you up because, man, that person, they just always know what to do. They just always know the right answer. What is that? That's the anointing. That's the power of God on your life enabling you to do what something that you couldn't do before. And, and what's so awesome is if you think back to before you were saved, before you were filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't know about you, but for me, there's things that I used to not even be able to do. It wasn't just hard for me. It was literally impossible for me to do that when I received the anointing, now it's easy for me. So things that used to be hard for you become easy for you. Things that are hard for other people will be easy for you. Why? Because because of the presence of God on your life. The presence of God is what is going to strengthen you. The presence of God is what is going to empower you. The presence of God is what's going to keep you going when everyone else is quitting, when everyone else is burnt out, when everyone else is tired out. The anointing, the presence of God on your life is what's going to strengthen you to keep running your race. That's why people get burnt out. Hello. Have you ever heard of somebody getting burnt out? Yeah, it's because they're do they they've they've run out of the anointing, they've run out of the presence and they're trying to do stuff in the flesh. But when you do everything that you need to do, when you do it in the power of God, when you do it in the anointing, eh, it's just so you never burn out. Why? Because you're not using your strength. You're using the strength of God. You're using the strength of the Holy Spirit. And that's why pastor, uh, my pastor here in New Orleans, Pastor Frank Bailey, he said this a few weeks ago. He said, if you've lost the presence of God, you've lost everything. Facts. This is straight facts. Because the presence of God is what's going to keep you running your race. Let me just tell you, it's easy to quit. It's easy to throw in the towel if you're just doing it all in your own strength. But the presence of God is what will keep you. The pr- t- I'm telling you, Smith Wigglesworth used to say, he said, um, pray in the spirit every day until you feel the presence of God come on your body and you will never backslide. Why? Because when, you're, when you take time to tap into the presence of God every single day, that is what's going to keep you strong. It's going to keep you running your race. It's going to, it's going to, man, it's, let me tell you, it's good. And that's why David said in the Psalms, David said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. David understood you can take anything. Lord, but whatever you do, don't take the anointing from me because without the anointing, I can't do anything. Without the presence of God, you can't do anything. 
Jesus said, apart from you, Lord, I can do nothing. So that's why it's so important to live your life empowered by the anointing, the presence and power of God. And understand, again, I'm going to reiterate this again. I don't care. I already said I'm going to say it one more time. This is not a side doctrine. This is why Jesus came. This is why he shed his blood to wash you so clean so that you could be a permanent carrier of the, of the presence of God. You are so clean. Let me just tell you, if you are born again, you are so clean. It's ridiculous. You know, the blood of Jesus has made you whiter than snow. And the reason that he washed you in his blood and he made your spirit brand new is so that you could be a carrier of his presence. So don't let the blood of Jesus go in vain. It's time. It's time to press in for the presence and power of God more than ever before in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.